Welcome to the Freedom Girls podcast, where we talk about finding freedom in every part of your life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and living in a state of laughter and joy. Today, I'm welcoming Victoria Marcoulier of Brandwell Designs onto Freedom Girls podcast. And I'm very excited about this podcast episode for many reasons. One being that Victoria is actually my friend in real life. And um, we both went to the same college. And after I, my husband and I moved away from our hometown and then moved back. And Victoria and her husband have actually stuck around uh, where we went to school for a little while. And so we've really gotten to just to get to know them and we've gone on double dates and we've been there um, hanging out together before either one of our daughters were born and now after and so it's been such a special relationship and not only is Victoria a great friend and just a wonderful human being to be honest she's so happy and so joyful and so smiley all the time and has so much energy but she also is an expert at what she does she truly is the only one that I trust with my branding, my website needs, um, and I've had many entrepreneur ideas, so she's done quite a few websites for me and um, branding for me, and so um, I've been through um, some different website designers, and let me tell you, there is nothing like this girl. She just knows what you're thinking and makes it happen, and so I'm very excited to learn from her today and for you guys to learn from her as well, and what we're going to be talking about is the balancing act of mompreneur life. Whether you work out of the home, whether you work in the home, whether you are um, an influencer or you have a small business idea that you want to run with, or maybe it's a hobby. How do we set priorities set boundaries, abide by those boundaries, delegate things so that we can focus on our calling, on the calling that God has created us to accomplish and do that to the best of our abilities. And so today, welcome with me, Victoria, to the Freedom Girls podcast. Victoria, welcome to the podcast today. We're so happy to have you on Freedom Girls Podcast, and I cannot wait to chat with you today. We have such a wonderful topic, and I'm so excited about it. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me, Libby. So Victoria's name's actually, everyone calls her Tori as well, but I have a sister named Tori, so I just call her Victoria just so that I don't get confused. (laughs) Um, But Victoria, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, what you do. Sure. So um, in case anyone is wondering, my name is Victoria Marcoulier. I'll just say it so everyone knows how to pronounce my last name. (laughs) And I was um, born and raised in Orlando, Florida. And then I ended up coming to Virginia to go to Liberty University, which is also where Lily went. And uh, it's where I met my husband. So we um, ended up getting married in 2016 and settling down in Lynchburg. Um, so I don't have any family here in terms of like my mom or my sisters, but, um, we're very happy in Lynchburg. I do have, uh, two sisters. So Libby and I have bonded over the fact that, um, there's nothing like the love of sisters and having sisters as your best friends. But my sisters, one lives in New York and one lives in Georgia. Um, and then I am so thankful. I do have my sister-in-law here in Lynchburg and she's been, a huge help, um, especially this year, which brings me to my next um, fact about me. I had a baby in June. Um, so my little girl, her name is Maya. And um, that's just been a whirlwind, but so much fun. And I also own a web design and branding studio called Brandwell. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I know how hard it is to be away from your family. I when I moved away, when Ashton and I got married. So I couldn't imagine, you know, having a little girl. I know that must be so tough, but you and your family are so close. So I know you guys make a point to make sure you see each other, which is nice. (laughs) We do. We definitely do. My mom and dad are awesome about hopping in the car. We're about six and a half hours away. So uh, my mom and I committed when I had my baby, we were never going to go more than a month. And we've done that for the last six months. So I, I get to see them a lot. Wow, that's awesome. Um, 
So why don't you tell us how did Brandwell come to be? What made you decide to take the plunge and start Brandwell? I remember we were having a conversation actually, I mean, we had a few conversations, but I remember Ashton and I came over for dinner with you and James one night and you were still working at your other job. Um, and I just remember you talking about Brainwell, and now it's so cool to see how it's come to fruition. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us uh, a little bit about it, how it came to be? Sure. So to make a long story short, I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, from lemonade stands to yard sales, like anything that I could do when I was little um, to, to have a business. I loved having my little toy cash register and checking people out and stuff. So I think that was ingrained in me really little. Both of my parents, I think so, so um, same as yours, Libby, but both my parents were entrepreneurs. So I had that modeled for me growing up and I knew someday I wanted to have my own business. So um, you can feel that way, but then, you know, it takes time to figure out your skill sets and what you're passionate about and what will actually work out. So um, I had a degree in advertising and public relations. And um, right when I graduated college, I got a job working for a web design and marketing company. So that's really kind of when it all began, this idea for Brandwell, because I started to learn web design. And um, I really love the marketing aspect, too, of web design, just like how to build a website that actually like speaks to somebody and encourages them to take action so that it's, you know, functional. Um, so I worked there for four years and about halfway through my time there, I started freelancing on the side and just anyone that needed a website, um, you know, whether it be a friend or a friend's mom who was a realtor, I would build a website for anyone that would ask. And that kind of allowed me to start building up this portfolio. And um, uh, about six months before leaving my full-time job, I had um, registered for an LLC and, you know, come up with the name Brandwell and really started taking it seriously. Um, and then next thing you know, I was able to leave my full-time job and have this business that I really love so much. Um, and I've been able to, over the last couple of years, grow it now to a team of about seven people um, that are helping me manage the business while I also have my baby at home with me. So it's been a huge blessing and a wild ride, but I have loved every bit of it. That's amazing. And I love watching how your business has been growing. It's just so cool to me um, just to kind of be on the sidelines, but also as a client and to watch. Uh, so this is a little bit off script, but I have a question for you. So it seems like everyone is waiting for the perfect time to start a business. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like, did you know, okay, now is the time? Did you have certain things in place before you allowed yourself to step away from your other job? Um, yes and no. So I, I actually did a podcast um, episode about this on my own podcast where I talked about like when to know to like how to take your side hustle full time. And um, for me, there were some things that I knew I wanted to have in place um, before I actually did like start my business and especially leave my full time job. Um, but, you know, I think that like going back a few years before I even took this job at the web design company, I had started many businesses like Brandwell is not my first business. And um, to be honest, it probably won't be my last. And I don't regret starting any of those other businesses. For, for example, when I was in college, I had a wedding coordinating business where I just did day of coordination. And um, am I doing anything with weddings now? No, but I'm thankful for having that experience just because it taught me a little bit about working with clients setting up contracts, you know, taking invoices and just some of the things that prepared me for what I'm doing now with Brandwell. And there are a couple other little businesses that I did as well. So um, to, to wait until you feel 100% prepared or um, like fully equipped to start a business, uh, I think sometimes you'll wait forever. Owning a web design business, I see this a lot, actually, because I'm building websites and brands for people that are just starting out in their business or they're just about to launch their side hustle. And one of the biggest hesitations that they come to me with is, you know, I don't feel ready or like, will anyone want to pay me for this? Like, I'm not I'm not an expert. And I always encourage them as long as 
you know more about the topic that you are providing, whether it be a product or a service on, than the person buying it from you, like you're ready to start your business because you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be, you know, developing new skills and you should always be trying to, you know, keep educating yourself in whatever field that it is that you work in um, so that you can get better and better and better, but you have to start somewhere. And, you know, if I look back at that very first website that I designed, I'm not super proud of it, but at the same time, I'm so thankful that I said yes to that project because that really was the catalyst that started Brandwell. Um, so, you know, for people that are looking for the perfect time to start a business, um, start somewhere, you know, start with something that you're passionate about, you enjoy doing, you know, that you're talented in and see where it leads. And you can always learn from things that don't work out. Like I did in a couple of businesses. And I think Libby, I think you had a few businesses prior to, um, what you're doing now and you learned from all of those and it kind of led you to this business that you have today. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that answer. And so why don't we go ahead and just jump into like the mompreneur life. So tell us a little bit about what your work from home schedule looks like. And I'm personally going to be taking some notes (laughs) because (laughs) this is something that has been so hard for me. Um, And I don't know if maybe it's normal and that's what it's like for everyone, but, or if you have some tips, but just go ahead and tell us like what your average day looks like when you work from home. Libby, it is hard for me too. (laughs) Um, So if people are hoping that I'm going to give the magic answer, I certainly don't have it, but I will, I'll share what my days look like um, and how I'm trying to balance everything with, you know, working from home with my six month old and, you know, owning this business. Um, But in the mornings, I dedicate the first couple of hours just to hang out with Maya when she first wakes up. That is Maya and mommy time. And um, I love that time with her. So um, I usually don't start work until she goes down for her first nap, which is anywhere between like 830 and 930. Um, And then I try really hard to get as much done during her nap time. So she's six months old. She's still taking three naps a day. Um, They're all roughly an hour, give or take maybe another 30 minutes. So um, I would say if you add it all up, I have about four hours of nap time that I can get stuff done. And then um, when need be, I do work in the evenings after she goes to bed. But then that's the other catch is I don't want to take away from time with my husband, you know, because he works a full-time job. He gets home sometimes five or six o'clock at night. And the last thing that I want to do when he gets home and we've had our dinner is pull out my laptop again. You know, I just want to sit and hang out with him. So that's been a big struggle for me and definitely something I've wrestled with. Um, So about a month ago, I started um, using a babysitter twice a week for three to four hours. Um, So in total, I have like six to eight hours a week of having a babysitter. And That was actually really liberating for me. Um, Personally, I had chosen not to go the daycare route, and I just didn't feel like that's what um, God wanted for me and Maya, and I felt like he had blessed me with this business that was my own, and I actually had the choice, which is such a blessing. Not everyone has the choice to stay home with their kid. Um, So because I felt like God had blessed me in that way, like I wanted to be a good steward of what he had given me, and you know, follow his lead as a mother as well. So I've chosen to stay home with Maya and um, I, you know, have this babysitter that comes a couple days a week. And that has been wonderful because I think the hardest part of owning a business and being a mom is the mom guilt that you feel when you're not giving your daughter or your son your 100% attention when they're with you. But then also the business guilt that you feel when you're not giving your work 100% of its attention um, when you're working. So I think like having this babysitter a couple days a week has allowed me to prioritize like the things that really do require my full attention, like having a client phone call, recording a podcast interview, um, you know, designing a website. And I'll get into um, how I'm not designing as much anymore, but designing a website, those things I need to be focused. I need to be engaged. So those are the things that I plan for Tuesdays and Thursdays when I have a babysitter. And then the other things that I can do when I am home with Maya are things like, you know, planning out our social media content, sending out email blasts, 
responding to client emails here and there, chatting with my team of designers, making sure they have everything that they need. Cause those are things that I can do in small little increments of time throughout the day when she's, you know, playing with her toys or taking a quick nap. Um, so that's kind of what my day and my week, I guess, looks like right now, but um, it's not easy. I mean, I always feel at the end of the week, like, Oh, I could have done more. Um, but I know that um, that's okay. And I, I don't want to always have this sense of like striving for more. And I know we'll talk about this more in this episode, but um, yeah, I think just like looking at what's most important. And for me, that's being home with my daughter, raising my daughter. And then whether that means I need to scale back a little bit on my business um, or just simply hire more people, which is kind of the route that I've taken, um, you know, just making sure that my priorities are in line. And that's given me a little bit more peace as I try and navigate this crazy world of, you know, what we call being a mompreneur. Yeah, for sure. And I love what you said. You said, you know, there's a kind of like a war between the mom guilt and the Mm -hmm. business guilt. And I've never... I've never thought about it, but that is exactly how I feel. And sometimes I feel guilty about, you know, God has blessed me so much with, you know, being able to work at the family business and having, you know, a great salary and not working nearly as much as I feel as I should. Uh, But I just, I struggle to find the time. And so I, I really go back and forth with that mom guilt, business guilt. And, um, you know, I, I actually also hired a babysitter, um, but Amara is just in a tough season right now. And I just keep reminding myself um, that, you know, it is a season mm-hmm. and we just got to do the best we can do. I love how we're talking about being a mom and running a business. Um, which we'll talk about, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman later, but it really does overlap with one of our other episodes where we talked about finding joy in the mundane. And I like how you said, you know, you spend that time with Maya when she's awake in the mornings and then you work during her naps or when she's playing with her toys, because in one of our other episodes, you know, the finding joy in um, the mundane and the grind of motherhood, we talk about how a lot of the stress when I say we, it was a podcast of myself. So. <laughs> I listened to it. <laughs> I guess I'm having a conversation with myself. But a lot of that stress comes from when we're trying to multitask with them. And a lot of that, you know, that guilt um, comes from when we're trying to do things while they need our attention. And then we're not able to do the things we need to do. And mm-hmm. it's just a tornado. But I just wanted to point that out. I really liked how you balance those two things. And how you said it's not easy. It's not you know, a magic answer, but there are things you can do that help. Yeah, definitely. I I listened to that episode, Libby, and it was so convicting to me too, because um, I do feel like I, I struggle sometimes with the mundane days uh, when you feel like all you did was, you know, change diapers, feed your baby, and, you know, try and clean up little things around the house only for it to get messy again. And I'm actually in just a little like texting. I don't even know if you would call it a Bible study, but I have this group of girls that we all went to high school together and we're all going through new motherhood right now. And um, we just have decided to start a little thread where, you know, throughout the week we'll text each other encouragement. And that's been a really common theme Um, this week. Actually, we've all been just kind of struggling with the mundane days of motherhood. And I hate to even say that because motherhood is like so wonderful and such a blessing. And there's so many great things about it. And like when, you know, my daughter is laughing at me, it's just like the best feeling in the world. But there are days when I want to feel like, you know, oh, I have a purpose or, oh, I sold three website clients today. And, you know, you're checking things off your list. Like those are the days that our culture has conditioned us to feel productive when we achieve those things, not to feel productive when we, you know, spend time reading books to our daughters or our children. And when we, you know, just sit there and stare at them, you know, some days I do just like lay down and I just stare at my baby. And, um, and that is probably more productive, more, life-giving than, you know, checking things off my to-do list at work, but that's certainly not the society that we live in, and my goodness, on social media, too, like, there's just this, this huge message of be more, do more, and it's hard, it's hard to handle those mundane days, even though those are probably where God's working on us the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, and it's okay to admit that it's hard, that doesn't mean we're not thankful, but 
Um, so why don't we, let's just go ahead and go off of this conversation mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, do you ever feel that you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but do you ever feel that you get trapped in the do more, be more mentality? Um, I know we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I think that it's, it's hard for moms in this because we look at being a mom as something that you do. And um, sometimes we lose sight of the divine calling of it. And when we talked about that episode um, that you said was convicting to you, like it was very convicting to me. And I think the reason that I do feel that God gave me the, I don't know if you'd say the idea for the podcast, because it's something that's really been heavy on my heart lately. Um, But, you know, we get caught up in um, stuff we have to do, uh, whether even with our kids, even if you don't, you know, work, if you're a stay at home mom, you know, the like the Montessori toys, making sure they're not watching TV, all these things we have to be more, do more. Um, So how can we approach business, um, motherhood, or even just life in a healthy way of not, you know, falling into the do more, be more mentality? Yeah, well, to answer your question, I definitely feel that way all the time. Um, I have a people pleasing heart. And I always want to achieve more, you know, hit the next goal, um, grow my business, like, I, especially as an entrepreneur, I think that's even harder, because it's yours. So you feel like all eyes are not just looking at your business, they're looking at you. And, um, you know, I definitely want what I do and everything to be successful. But I have to check myself and think like, what am I striving for? Or why am I striving for this? And um, actually, you did an interview with Lexi Teary a few weeks ago. And if your listeners haven't already listened to that one, like go listen, because that was so powerful. And I since have started following her on social media. And she shared something the other day that's really stuck with me, um, kind of about this topic. But she was talking about how like, spending time with Jesus and like making time for what matters has been really hard for her lately because she also has um, a baby that's, you know, under a year. And um, she, she said, whatever, like when God doesn't have our full attention, he doesn't have our full affection. And if he doesn't have our full affection, he doesn't have our heart. So what does, and I've been like kind of just repeating that in my mind all week thinking like, God doesn't have my full attention right now. Like, I'm just going to be really honest. Like my attention, I feel like is more than ever um, this, this month, especially like work has been just really busy and, you know, lots of brands we're trying to get live by the end of the year. And um, I've just felt this like pull of my attention being divided in so many different ways. Like my attention for my daughter, my attention for my business, my attention to my home and my husband. And that's like a really tough place to be because, then you're, you're just never going to feel totally satisfied. And, um, I've been thinking so much about that quote, you know, like if, if God doesn't have my full affection, what does? And, um, I think my affection is split um, right now between God, my baby and my business. And I don't want it to be split evenly. It should never be split evenly. Like God should always have our full heart, our full affection. Um, and, So going back to like how that relates to this be more, do more mentality, I think when God does have our full attention and affection, like those things start to fade away. Those other things that we're trying to do or strive for. Um, I've been listening to that hymn, um, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And like this, especially this week, I've just been really overwhelmed with, I've had a couple like upside clients and um, I've had just a lot of like designs that I feel like I'm falling behind on and I've been getting really stressed out and I'm not normally one to stress, but I've been so stressed out, so overwhelmed. And that hymn came on and the, the line in it where it says the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And like, it kind of makes me jumped up just saying it now, but I, I have been like kind of repeating that truth to myself that like these things that I'm mulling over at night that are literally keeping me awake when I'm trying to fall asleep at night they really do start to grow dim when I contrast them to God's glory God's grace like the salvation that I have through him so that's been like a a really good anchor for me um lately as I I am one that strives and I I have fallen prey to the be more do more mentality just recognizing that these things are earthly and they're going to 
to disappear at some point, you know, like my business with Brandwall, as much as I love it and as much as I've worked so hard to build it and I'm proud of it, like I recognize that it is not mine. Like it is a gift that God has entrusted me with for right now. And he could take it away at any moment. I mean, I think a lot of people saw that in 2020, you know, their businesses, um, they had to shut down because of the pandemic and things that they might've thought they had security in were taken from them without warning. And that's been a big eye opener for me. Um, just seeing like, you know, I can try so hard to be more and do more, but if it's not for things that have eternal value or lasting value, like what does it matter? Mm. Wow. You go and preach girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had like chills through the whole time. I was like, you go. (laughs) It's just, it's funny Libby that like you had asked me about this podcast interview really a few weeks ago and I'm so glad. So for our listeners, Libby and I were actually scheduled to record this um, a little over a week ago and just scheduling mishaps happened and it didn't work out. And I feel like God has taught me so much in the last even 10 days. He's just like been convicting me and like working on my heart so much. And, you know, the client upsets that I mentioned that were like causing all this stress and the overwhelm have all happened since, you know, we were supposed to have recorded. And I think God's just been using that to show me like this, this is so temporary, like this does not matter. And then he's just been revealing himself to me a little bit every day. So I'm glad that this scheduling, I think it was a divine appointment that it didn't work out last week, because this is just a really near and dear topic to my heart, because I'm currently going through it. Mm, Yeah, I love that. It's so cool to see, you know, God working and Mm -hmm. just the little things. It's awesome. So why don't we kind of, we're going to backpedal just a little bit, um, but why don't you tell us like some of the toughest parts of being a mompreneur? Uh, I know that we touched on it a little bit, like working from home while also watching my at the same time. I know that you have a babysitter and, and whatnot, but um, is it hard to prioritize? How do you prioritize? How do you set your priorities? Yeah. So, I mean, the babysitter has helped, but like I said, she only comes over two days a week for like three or four hours. <laughs> um, and sometimes like, to be honest, sometimes I use that time to go to the gym or like do something that I feel is going to fill me up a little bit too, you know, and just give me some time away where I can do things and I don't feel like I'm always in a rush. Um, so that has been a big blessing, but in terms of prioritizing, um, with Brandwell, over the last year, I've brought on seven team members. So I've got five designers now, and then I have um, an administrative assistant who is a godsend, and then I have somebody running our Facebook ads. But um, that has been really liberating for me as a business owner because you can't do it all, especially when you're trying to be home with your babies. Um I cannot design right now, you know, we're doing anywhere from 10 to 15 websites a month and I cannot do that. I can't give that my full attention. So I've worked really hard to build out a team of incredibly talented girls and um, they help me so much. So my priorities now look different. Um, My priorities are, does my team have what they need to get their work done this week? Have I answered all of the urgent questions? Um, You know, in terms of work, the things that I still do, um, I'm still very involved in the sales process, in the client communication, getting clients onboarded to make sure they're really happy working with their designer. Um, So all of that, you know, I spend my time working on, but then everything else really, I delegate to my team. Um, And sometimes that's really hard, um, like being pretty type A and like wanting control over things. Um, It actually happened this morning. One of my designers sent me a design that they were getting ready to send out to a client and it just wasn't like, it was close, but it like wasn't quite what I would send out. And my instinct was to be like, okay, I'll log in and I'll make the edits myself, you know, and then I'll send it to the client. But then I knew like, if I truly want to grow this business and I truly want to have this balanced lifestyle of being home with my daughter and, you know, being able to get my work done in a handful of hours a day, I need to train my team up so that they can do you know, A plus work that I'm proud to send out. So rather than what probably would have been quicker in the moment of me hopping in and, you know, fixing the website and getting it ready, I took the time to like train her and say, hey, like looking at this, here are my thoughts. Here's what I'd like to see different. And I'm having her do it. So delegating to my team has been huge. Um, and I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to continue growing my team 
more and more in the new year, just to give me even more time with my daughter and even more balance to my life because just owning a business is a lot of work, the back end stuff and, you know, the, um, watching it grow, like just takes so much work. So the actual design I plan to have just about a hundred percent, um, done by my team of designers. And I think that's going to free up my time a lot. So, yeah, that is kind of how I prioritize, um, you know, handling everything and not everything gets done. I mean, like if you were to come over right now, there's dishes in the sink, there's, you know, clean laundry that needs to be folded. It's been sitting on top of the dryer for three days. But, um, you know, I, I always try and think like, what is urgent, what's important and what can wait? Um, like do the urgent things first you know, handle the important things next. And then the things that are not necessary, like, just don't worry about it, you know, get to it when you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And um, I think delegating is hard. It's Mm -hmm. so important. And I think the reason why, because I didn't delegate with all of my other little business ventures that I had, I didn't delegate anything. I did everything myself. And that's why I get so burnt out. And um, with little birds, although I'm getting better at delegating, I still don't do it how I should. And so I'm starting to get burnt out with that too. And it just shows you that you can't do everything. And especially if you want your business to grow like yours has, I guarantee you yours hasn't Yours wouldn't, you know, be growing as it is if you didn't delegate mm-hmm. and didn't have the discipline to be able to delegate because, you know, you when you say, there's a quote that says, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, whether you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't delegate, you'd be saying yes to your work and you probably would be saying no to family and, um, I don't know, different things around the house and just being a wife and, you know, different things like that. So I love that point you made about delegating. That's so important. And um, just wanted to highlight on that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So uh, have you had to set boundaries? How do you make sure you abide by these boundaries? I know that's a tough part, you know, when you set boundaries, making sure, because like you said, you're a people pleaser. So if someone reaches out, you know, and asks for, help with a design or something, if, once you set these boundaries, how do you make sure you abide by them? Yeah, well, to be totally honest, I need to set more boundaries um, because, you know, especially this month, I've already talked about like the timing of this podcast being unique, but I just, it's been a really busy month at work and I have felt really overwhelmed. And sometimes I think our response to overwhelm is just to like either worry more <laughs> And we feel, I feel like worrying is our way of like trying to control a situation. Like we just keep it at the forefront of our mind and somehow we think that's going to make it better. Um, But it's not, you know, and like the Bible says that who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life. So I've been convicted by that as well. But um, I think like in terms of setting boundaries, one boundary I did set just recently, sadly, I wish I would have set this a long time ago, but I had kind of gotten into the really bad habit of like waking up and checking my email, which is not a great way to start the day. Um, But I would check my email and, you know, then sometimes I'd hop on social media and before you know it, like, oh man, now I no longer have my my eyes up and I no longer have time to get in God's word or like do those things that I had planned for my morning. Um, So I have set the boundary now, like I no longer check any social media, any emails um, or really do anything until I've spent time with the Lord. Um, like lately that's looked like, you know, just doing my advent and getting my heart ready for Christmas and all this stuff. And then spending time with my daughter and then I get into my inbox and stuff. So that's been a big boundary and it has been really helpful for my mind. And even just the way that it starts my day, because there's nothing worse than starting your day with like, let's, and we really don't have a lot of client upsets at Bramble, but let's say like a client's like, Oh, like I I don't like this. You know, I want to see all these revisions. And immediately my mind goes to, oh my gosh, I got to get on my laptop. I got to start making these changes. Um, And that can wait, you know, that whether I start those changes at 930, when my goes down for a nap or at 730, um, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference to the client. It's not going to make a difference at the end. So I think starting my day with Jesus and God's word um, has been really refreshing and it changes my attitude as a mother. Um, it, It helps me not feel so flustered throughout the day versus like starting my day with honestly just reading my to-do list essentially because that's what happens when I check my 
emails, I start mentally making this to-do list and that's what stresses me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like that because especially when we just start filling our mind with like things of the world, Mm -hmm. it just does something to the trajectory of your day. (laughs) Yep. So I always like to try. I'm not the best at it. I try, but I always like to start with Jesus first as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, what about time management? You know, you talked about like sometimes leaving dishes in the sink. um, And I'm not sure if you have anything more to say on this topic, but, um, you know, for moms, you know, stay at home moms, that is a job. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, how do you have the time to clean, um, cook, work, and, you know, spend time with Maya and James. Yeah, well, oh gosh, if James listens to this podcast, I'm so sorry. He knows cooking and cleaning has really gone to the wayside for me since having Maya. Like, I feel like pre-baby, man, I got a lot done in a day. Like, my house was always sparkling. Like, we always had a good, you know, home-cooked dinner on the table. Um, But a baby just changes that. And, like, I essentially am working full-time as both a mom, but then, you know, owning a business is definitely a full-time job. So um, that used to really stress me out. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I feel so bad. I'm not being a good wife because I'm not, you know, putting a home-cooked, you know, dinner on the table every night. But at the end of the day, like, I've kind of just looked at it and think, like, I can't do everything. And um, I'm going to focus on what's important right now. Like, this business is giving us the financial freedom for me to stay home with my baby and to, you know, give her a wonderful life. So I'm thankful for that. I do want to keep giving it my attention and my energy. You know, obviously, my baby is my top priority. And I'm not going to take any of my time and my energy away from her. So there's other things like, you know, cooking home cooked meals all the time or folding the laundry the second that it goes off in the dryer. Um, those are just things that I've allowed to fall a little bit further down on my priority list. Doesn't mean they don't get done, but in terms of time management, um, my husband is wonderful. He has such a servant's heart and um, he really helps out a lot when it comes to like the dishes after dinner. And um, he's been very gracious to me because our, you know, once home cooked meals now look a lot like rotisserie chickens or crock pot meals, like things that I can make um, that will last us a few days. Um, so I've just gotten creative there and done things that are easier for me that don't take a ton of time to prep. Um, and, and then we usually dedicate a few hours every weekend to just tag teaming the house and we'll clean the house like top to bottom on Saturdays. And that allows me to like start the week, not feeling, cause I can't live in like a mess. Like that stresses me out even right. more. <laughs> so, but I also can't get to it every day. So he helps me a lot. We usually do it on the weekends. Um, I try actually really hard to protect my weekends. I don't work a lot on the weekends. Um, and yeah, then we go throughout the week and whatever mess that starts to accumulate, I just know, okay, we'll get to it over the weekend. James will help me and it will be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely nice. Luckily, my husband is also very gracious and he also has a servant heart. (laughs) And so he helps me a lot with that as well, which is definitely really nice, but Okay, so let's talk about the Proverbs 31 woman a little bit, and we don't have to talk specifically about it, but there are so many different biblical attributes laid out in there for us, and um, I just love that study, but we know that work is biblical, and how does being a Jesus follower change the way that you view business and work as a mother? Well, it definitely changes it a lot. And to be honest, this has been um, a little bit of a struggle for me, especially as I was starting Brandwell, because I have a lot of friends who have like specifically Christian businesses, you know, whether they're like bloggers and they write about like what the Lord's doing in their life or they work for a ministry. Um, And I kind of wrestled with the fact that like, I, I love my business. I love what I'm doing. Like, I don't feel called to like only build websites for Christians, you know, that like definitely didn't sit right with me. Um, But then at the end of the day too, I was like, well, how do I, how do I use this as a ministry? um, Or how do I honor God with my business when it's not a quote unquote Christian business? Um, And I think what God is teaching me is that like, we need more Christian owned businesses in secular industries. Um, And 
I, I, that's something that I really admire about you, Libby, is like, you're very bold about your faith on your social media, even prior to changing it to she's a freedom girl, like prior to making it a faith-based account, you had more like a fitness-based account and like a lifestyle account, but you never shied away from like sharing Bible verses or scripture or things God was teaching you. And, um, that doesn't come as naturally for me. Like it just, it's harder for me to, you know, put something out there and, I guess my, my biggest fear is like getting in an argument with somebody I don't know. <laughs> I hate conflict, oh, yeah. and that's like what kept me from doing that. Cause I, you know, like in this podcast, like this is a safe zone for me. Like I can tell you everything God's teaching me cause I know um, how you are going to respond, but that's been harder for me to do with my business platform, but also something I'm trying to do better at. And that's why I recently started a podcast myself um, just a couple of months ago. And I felt that that would give me a little bit more of, a platform to share my heart. Um, because, you know, I don't think every business you have to be, you know, posting Bible verses when you're talking about the new product that you're launching. And, um, like I said, I don't feel called to specifically only work with Christian owned businesses. Like I love getting to meet all sorts of different people and all sorts of, um, you know, walks of life. And really I've become friends with so many of my clients and it's been awesome to me. Like I, I feel like it's opened up my eyes to different, um, cultures and worldviews and things like that, which I think makes us a better Christian because we can just see like how uniquely God created all of us. And um, yeah, so all of that to say, um, I think that Proverbs 31 and like understanding what God wants of a biblical woman um, is showing me that like I can have this business in a secular industry and I can work with people who know Jesus and don't know Jesus. And I can use my platform to, you know, share what Christ has done for me. Um, And I hope that I can start doing that more on my podcast while still keeping it, you know, a business podcast, but podcasting kind of allows you to get more personal and more relational in ways that even social media, I think is limiting on. Um, So yeah, that's kind of been a big goal of mine for this new year, since the podcast is brand new to, start sharing more of my faith, like more of my conviction on there in hopes to reaching more people for Christ. Because at the end of the day, like we talked about this earlier, like if you don't do something that has eternal value, it's all going to be gone, whether it's when we die or like I sell the business or something like that, like this will all die with this world. But like, if I can reach one person for Christ and like tell her about Jesus and or him, I primarily work with women, which is why I'm always saying she or her. (laughs) Um, But you know, if I can reach one person, and you know, they turn from the ways of the world and like come to know Christ, like that has eternal value. So just I think whatever business that you're in for people listening to this, um, even if maybe you're like me, and you kind of feel torn, because you're not in like a specifically Christian business, um, it's still a ministry. And however you choose to share your faith or share your conviction. It doesn't have to be on social media. Certainly it doesn't have to be in like your marketing material. It can be in the relationships that you build with your clients or your coworkers. Um, Like I think you can always use that to reach people for Christ or even just show them like the joy that you have from knowing Christ. Yeah. Amen. I'm so glad you brought that point up because I actually have an interesting story. And before I touch on that real quick, you, you just said something about, you know, how you don't have to always share on social media. And I think that this society has become so programmed to, you know, I don't know if I should maybe, you know, kind of like virtue signaling. I hate to say that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's timely. It's relevant what's happening right now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost that if you don't share it on social media, well, you must not care. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily true. People are working behind the scenes on different um, topics. And, you know, maybe it's one-on-one, they're building a relationship with someone in a specific topic. Or, I mean, maybe they're praying about it with doors closed and you don't see. Just because you're not sharing something audibly or visibly for others to see doesn't mean that you are not in on the mission of it. And um, it's so interesting that, um, you know, that we had a pastor who um, at the church that I go to now, we have this pastor who was, he was probably there, I think maybe 10 years, maybe more, I could be wrong, but 
anyways, about a year and a half ago, he left uh, the church and he, not for bad reasons, but he just left because he felt God was calling him to um, infiltrate the business world. And he was so entrepreneurial, um, business minded. And so he left the direct mission field, as you, I guess you could say. And he went and he took a job, um, you know, out of state working with a completely secular company and um, working with fathers. And so he was in this interview and they told him like, hey, we know you're a pastor. Um, in so many words, they said, hey, we know you're a pastor. You know, you can't come in here and just start talking scripture and talking about Jesus to everybody. Is that going to be a problem? And he said, no, everything I've just said to you is biblically based and you had no idea. Hmm. And so it's so interesting because kind of like you said, you don't have to, you don't have to share, you know, scripture word for word. And, you know, the, the Bible is supposed to infiltrate your way of thinking, your way of speaking, your way of doing and people are going to see that. And like you, you just said, you're building relationships and you're making friends with these, um, you know, your clients. And that's where the true change happens. The change isn't going to happen by you sharing a Bible verse on social media. I mean, it might, but probably not as likely, you know, if you just put it out there, but you have no idea who you're speaking to the, you know, the, the change happens when you make these relationships and that's an avenue. And so I really mm-hmm. am so glad that you brought that up because um, I, I do agree with you. I think there needs to be more, you know, Christians and Jesus followers who infiltrate the secular world. And so I really like that. Yeah, I think um, like something specifically that I want to like be a light in uh, because I think there's this big lie on social media right now with you know, specifically when I say social media, I'm talking about like my brand wall account. And I obviously work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs and like female entrepreneurs. And there's this big like female empowerment movement and this movement of like, you are enough and like you can reach your goals. And um, to be honest, I think it's, it's just such a lie from the enemy mm-hmm. because that's not biblical. Like in all actuality, like we are not enough. Um, and I don't ever want people to think like, because I have a successful business that like, that is my fulfilling purpose or like, that's what makes me worthy or valuable. Like I am valuable because God created me. Um, and I'm actually doing a podcast in the new year with my sister-in-law, um, on the difference of self-care and soul care, because yeah, there's this whole movement of like, you know, self-care and self-love really, you know, that I think um, is so dangerous because um, I am reading a book by Ali Stuckey called You Are Not Enough, Escaping the Toxic Culture of Self-Love. And it is so good. I highly recommend it. But um, she talks about this, this lie of, you know, we are enough and, um, you know, we can be kind of like the solution to our pain. And like, you just have to love yourself and like positive affirmations. And, and that's like very prevalent on social media. Um, and when, if you think about it, like if we're struggling inside, like we're, we're feeling torn, we're not fulfilled. Like we, we feel like something is missing. Then we are our own problem, right? Because like, we don't feel fulfilled. And then we're trying to also be our own solution, but like you can't fix something that's broken with the broken thing itself. Like we need Jesus. So that has been just like kind of a revelation to me because I've certainly um, like listened to some of those. There's been a lot of Christian women and like authors and stuff that are promoting this lie. And like, I've definitely read it and been like, Oh yeah, like that's encouraging or I'm inspired when you have to check yourself and like line things up with scripture. Because if you read the Bible, like God tells us all the time that like, we are not enough. Like we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, but Christ, you know, like, but God being rich in mercy. So um, yeah, that's, I kind of got off on a tangent there. That's like something that I feel really strongly about in terms of being a Christian owned business in a very secular industry that is just inundated with the lie of you are enough. Like, I hope I can make a difference and share people that my business or my success on this earth or financially does not determine my value or my success as a human being. Yes, I cannot wait to listen to that. I, <laughs> I know, I need to record that. it now while I'm all hyped up on it. 
I died laughing when you shared that because probably two months ago, I I literally wrote down because it's a hard topic to navigate around because, Mm -hmm. you know, we always want to share everything in truth and love. But I have written down like three different titles and topics of like, you know, the self-help, the self-care, how the self-development movement is dangerous. And, you know, the boss babe mentality, it can be damaging. And so Um, I'm just really excited to listen to that podcast. I personally haven't felt, I write a lot of ideas down and I don't act on them until I feel like God is leading me to or giving me kind of like the go ahead with it. And I haven't felt that because maybe I just don't have enough, you know, grace for the topic. (laughs) But um, I'm so excited to listen to that. And I think that that is so needed and so helpful. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, well, I'll let you know when it goes live. Yes. So Victoria, do you have any tips, um, any advice before we wrap up for, you know, the mom who might just be a little discouraged right now? Um, You know, the mompreneur life is hard. Mom life is hard. So Mm -hmm. do you have any tips of encouragement for, you know, the mompreneur listening to this right now? Yeah, I'm just going to share what's encouraged me um, during a really hard month of trying to balance a business and a baby. And that has been um, listening to a lot of worship music. And like I said, you know, sometimes God speaks to us through different things. And I love listening to like scripture based hymns and that hymn of um, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Like that's probably the best advice I could give anyone. Like Turn your eyes upon Jesus when you're overwhelmed, when you're burnt out, when you feel like you're not doing enough, whether it be with like your work or just as a mother, um, you will see, like, as the song says, the things of this earth will grow strangely dim when we just allow ourselves to like revel in his glory and his grace and like who God is and how powerful he is. Um, and God knows, like he knows how incapable we are of doing all these things that we want to do. Um, he created us and I think that to even just rest in that, to know that like God has entrusted me with these things and he knows what I can handle and what I need him to step in and help me with. Um, So yeah, just like when you feel like you're, you're tied up in the things of this earth and you feel overwhelmed and stuff like think to yourself, I always say this, like, is this going to matter a year from now? Um, Especially in the business I'm in, like when I'm building a website for a client and if there's ever an upset or it's just taking a long time and I'm overwhelmed with it, I think, is this going to matter a year from now? And almost always the answer is no. Like they're going to be happy. They're going to go live. We're going to move on and it's going to be fine. So I think we waste so much of our time in our lives just worrying and trying to control things that really are not even going to matter long-term. So just when you feel overwhelmed, turn your eyes upon Jesus. I think think that's the best advice I could give anyone. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Jesus is always the best advice. (laughs) Right. It's always a safe safe bet just to say like, don't don't go to the self-help. Don't go to the self-care, the self-love. Now, I have a babysitter today and I might go get my hair done. <laughs> so I think, you know, taking care of yourself is different than the self-care movement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think those those serve as like temporary fixes to a long-term problem that we really just need Jesus for. Yep. Amen. So Victoria can be found on Instagram, correct? You share a lot of your designs over there. And yeah, can you let us know what your Instagram handle is? Yeah, everything is Brandwell Designs or the Brandwell Podcast. So my Instagram handle is at Brandwell Designs. My website is brandwelldesigns.com. And then my new podcast is the Brandwell Podcast. And can we find all of these links if we go to your Instagram account? Yeah, absolutely. They're all linked in my bio. Great. And Victoria, thank you again so much for being on the podcast today. We've Well, I say we, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and I know everyone else will love the podcast episode as well.